Producer Michael Miracle here, and before we get into today's podcast, I'd like to quickly invite you to join the I Work For Him Nation. Being a part of the nation is all about being Jesus in your workplace, because you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. So, head to our website, iworkforhim.com, and click on the nation flag, then prayerfully consider joining the nation. We'd love for you to join us in this workplace movement. Thanks again for listening. Here's today's podcast. You've tuned into Ministry in the Marketplace, brought to you by the C12 Group of Tampa Bay, and I'm your host, Ross Harrop, local C12 chairman here in Tampa Bay, sitting in for my friend Jim Brangerberg, as I do on the first Friday of each month. This show features the C12 Group, our marketplace movement, and showcases the faith and business aspects of our local C12 members like we have here today, and our impact on marketplace ministry across Tampa Bay and America. It's an exciting opportunity to highlight local C12 Group members and their kingdom companies who apply the principles and the concepts that Jim talks about each and every day on his I Work For Him shows. My hope is that you'll be inspired to take action on an idea, concept that we talk about today, or as you listen to one of our podcasts. So many thanks to Jose Cruz, engineering the show today and taking your calls. Jose, thanks for keeping me out of trouble. And check out the latest on the iWorkForHim.com website. And while you're out there, please prayerfully consider joining me, Jim, Martha, and the I Work For Him Nations Start praying for your coworkers and your employees by name each and every day. You'll be amazed at how you and they will be changed. And remember that you may and I may be the only Jesus that our coworkers and employees may ever ever meet. In the C12 group movement across the country, our motto is we build great businesses for a greater purpose. So I'm glad you've joined us here today on the first Friday of May as we focus on ministry in the marketplace and concepts that you can use right here in your business. So let me tell you about my special guests today. Amy and Carrie Bonham are both dentists. They've been married for 15 years and have three youngest children. The oldest is now... Eight. Oh, my goodness. You're getting old. <laughs> Eight, and the youngest is now three. three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that in December, right? It was like, okay, yep. I got it. Um, they purchased Bonham Dental Arts, which is located at the intersection of Ulmerton and Walsingham. If you're out there in your car and you're wondering exactly where that is, some of you know where uh, Indian Rocks Baptist Church, big church there on Ulmerton, they're right across the street. And, um, they purchased their the dental practice from Carrie's parents oh, about five years ago now, right? And um, Carrie, you've been a, a C12 member for almost five years. And uh, Amy, as much as I've worked on you, right? Yeah, your priorities are true. You're you're a mom first, and you're uh, you're in the dental chair, working uh, in the dental chair a couple of days a week, right? And yes. you'll. And you're also doing um, a lot of the administrative work behind the scenes. So your priorities are, 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 are set right. So uh, someday we look forward to you joining. Um, someone out there is thinking, I thought C12 was just for, for men. Well, that's not true. And Amy, we look forward to the day when the two of you will come together um, and, and su- support of your, your dental practice. Okay, I want to I jump right in and carry... We like to ask this question just to kind of set the, the foundation, but 
Let us know where where you have seen Christ uh, at work in your life recently that reveals the ongoing work that he's doing in your life. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, first, thanks for having us on, Ross. Appreciate it. It is great to have friends in the studio. Yeah, um, yeah so this year I've been uh, reading through the Bible, um, and I what I really like is as I read through the Bible, you start to see how the Scripture applies to a lot of different situations. So different interactions with um, our staff or patients, um, you really start to notice that things that maybe you would think were coincidences um, you know, are obviously God-ordained, <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, and you absolutely. start to pick up on those things, and it really, um, you, know, you start seeing the Scripture in different places, and it just really applies uh, to life. So. Yeah, to see those come to life. We like to say that um, many times we think that these, these biblical figures uh, were exceptions, but they're not. They're examples, exactly how we're to, to, to live it out. And, uh, and also to do that as the owners of a dental practice, uh, but also as a husband. And uh, Amy, so you two are a dentist, also working behind the scenes, doing a lot. Um, but you are first and foremost a mom, um, as we said, with three kids. So how do you rely on Christ? and make sure that you're in alignment with his will for your life. How do you do that? So you're right. We do have three kids, and I do have to mention their names real quickly because they are (laughs) at home listening. Um, But, yeah, Sage is our oldest, and like we said earlier, she's eight. And then Sayla is our middle one, and she's five. And Caden is the baby, um, and he's three. Um, But, yeah, so I I do have a lot of responsibilities, and – Really, when I was pregnant with our, our middle daughter, Selah, um, God really just um, laid on my heart the scripture of Lamentations 3, 21 to 24. And my favorite part of that scripture is where it says his mercies are new every morning. And I've, I've realized that um, I just have to give each day over to him and I can only focus on today and what's in store for me today. And the times that I really find myself overwhelmed with my responsibilities I realize I'm actually worrying about things that are completely out of my control or things that are in the future. Um, so I just, I definitely hold on to that scripture and know that he gives me enough strength to get through today and my responsibilities for today. And that's all I can really focus on. So, And so as the two of you, um, as, as strong believers, so had, had, has that morning study time getting you out of, out of the blocks early how, how does that kind of set your your foundation for the day what, what is that like well it, it just gives you kind of that focus for the day um and i know especially amy, you know, some of the time amy was when we were going through the birth of our kids uh G, that jesus calling book was uh, very important and and uh amy really enjoyed reading that and then i started reading it and it just it's just a short synopsis but it gives you just what the focus on for the day kind of sets that focus on christ um that that can be with you through the day yeah i think what i love about sarah young and that jesus calling book is the simplicity of it and uh i i just i think that um that 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 simplicity is really how god intended it for us he just wants us to be there right there with 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 jesus and to be guided by the holy spirit that he he place than each of us when we accepted him. Um, did you want to add something to that? Uh, or I was just going to say, I think like as soon as we wake up, I think 
just going to the Lord in prayer and just one thanking him for another day. And then just, yeah, whatever you have in store for me today, like help me just focus on, you know, what it is that you'd have me to do today. And yeah, just th- today. Yeah. And I think that's how your will for what God's will for your life in the long term folds out, unfolds is through that. Yeah. yeah. Giving everything over to him. Thank you. Now that's that's really super. And the the whole purpose of coming into the studio like this, and while we're talking about business and C twelve group, but we're also just sharing your story as as God has has written it for you, and just sharing that uh, with others. We just have a moment before the break, but Carrie, we're going to drill down into your dental business throughout today's ministry in the marketplace broadcast. But just give our audience a broad overview of your business, the size of it, and yeah. So um, we're a, a general dental practice, so we do all different aspects of dentistry. Um, it was started in 1984 by my dad, um, and then Amy and I joined about 11 years ago. Um, and uh, we do, uh, you know, anything from implants, dentures, fillings, crowns, bridges, you know, regular dentistry. Um, but we see the littlest of kids to um, the oldest uh, uh, patients, and we just kind of everyone in between. And, and um, we really enjoy um, just the aspect of, of working in, the, uh, in dentistry and with family, and it's just really, really works well. So how many... How many employees again? We have 13 employees. Uh, we have four hygienists, um, and, and then uh, we have some assistants and then some front desk uh, staff that uh, support staff. I, I have to – full disclosure here. Yeah. All right. Amy, need to do a shout-out for the kids, right? Mm-hmm. I, uh, I I need to declare that um, I, I've been a – I've been a patient uh, of yours now uh, since we moved here in uh, in 2011, and uh, not only does my and my wife go, but when my mom, who's now 94, needed some extra TLC uh, when she moved down here a year ago, you folks have been here, and uh, I think some of your your folks have tried to uh, adopt her. So, we've been talking to Amy and Carrie Bonham about their ministry at Bonham Dental Arts. Uh, so. Let's get right back into it. Uh, Carrie, I want to pick up with you because we we said that you're a second-generation leader of the, the Bonham Dental Arts, uh, and you you and Amy purchased the practice five years ago from Mom and Dad. Um, give us an insight into the influence that Mom and Dad had on you and how their example lives on at Bonham Dental Arts uh, with your commitment to to Christ. Um, and service to your patients. What's that like? Yeah, so, you know, it's really pretty neat. We, uh, you know, my sister and I kind of grew up in the practice. My mom worked as the office manager for for many years, and uh, and my dad as the dentist, obviously. And uh, so we were there a lot. Um, And so it was neat to see the, one, the interaction between the two of them as they worked together and just, um, you know, a a strong marriage and and a you know, neat interaction there, but also the interaction with um, employees and with patients. Um, I remember as a kid going over to patients' houses and employees coming over to our house and just, you know, they really had an impact on, on some of their lives and just some, some neat things, um, you know, taking uh, patient, um, employees' husbands to promise keepers and um, just different things like that where it really had an impact on their lives. And I, I remember when I was younger realizing, you know, the practice doesn't just provide for our family, but, you know, a lot of those uh, working moms, you know, were providing for their families too. So it was really kind of a neat to see see the impact that it had, um, even as I was young. 
did you always know you wanted to be a dentist? I mean, just watching your dad? I always had an interest in it. I thought about medicine uh, and I thought about dentistry and I went back and forth and, and really just the fact that I could work with my hands and do, and do that, um, it, you know, I really decided on dentistry. And then once I did, it really just, it just flowed and I, I really, you know, think it was like That's a what you're good choice. at. Yeah. It's just a sixth sense that you yeah. have yeah. For, for dentistry. Yeah. Amy, you also came um, uh, from, a, from a strong Christian family. Yes. So what was it like as you were you were attending dental school, you you wanted to be a dentist. You meet Carrie. What was it like coming into this family, uh, and, and and getting involved? And then, at some point, you decide we're gonna we're gonna take this thing on. Yeah, it definitely. It was. Uh, it just kind of flowed naturally when we got married. Um, just being raised in a strong Christian home, and Carrie being raised in a strong Christian home. Um, we were really raised with the same biblical principles that that we both learned from childhood. So it was just a natural flow to to join in his family and their business. And um, it it didn't even have to really skip a beat. I mean, it just really, yeah. it really flowed well. You so. really have the same values. That's it, when, whenever we're together and, and we're talking, it's just obvious that the, the values, they're just, they're organic to you. Mm-hmm. It's part of who you are. And uh, that's a... Amy, what is the, the the toughest part of working shoulder to shoulder? Forget he's in the studio, right here. Right, just just you and me. You can right um, working shoulder to shoulder with your husband in the dental business. And and I guess I'm asking the question: What guidance would you give others, and not just wives, but spouses that are you know you had to set some kind of um, guidelines for for being together and then coming home and and continuing that, that, uh, so I actually get asked this question a lot. And I think Carrie does too. Like, how do you guys work together? And I often tell people if I can't work with my husband, I don't know who I can work with because we really make a great team and, um, we work together really well. Like I don't, I don't really find any challenges at the office. I think we have the same philosophy. We were trained at the same dental school. So we really practice dentistry the same way. We have that, that same philosophy. And many days when we're working together, we hardly see each other because we're right. just in our thing. Chairs and, and different yes, rooms, right? Yeah. We just see our own patients. We kind of are on our own schedule. So um, I think the hardest thing though is leaving work when we come home and leaving it at the office. Like if we have issues or things that are, you know, on our mind about work, when we come home at night, trying to just focus on family and kids and um, and I think that's probably true for many people that own their own business. Um, you know, it's something that you don't just clock out at five o'clock and go home. It's, you know, it's something that's kind of could always be on your mind or it's something that we could always be discussing if we don't have to let it go sometimes and just focus on being mom and dad and being family. And um, as far as like advice and guidance for um, working with your spouse, I think the biggest thing I've Learn, and I've really learned it just from the beginning of our marriage and um, I think watching both of our parents. Um, but I think just knowing that Carrie is the leader and respecting him and that I'm his helpmate. And I think that's something that um, flows well at work and flows well at home. That um, And he has really risen to that leadership role. And so I show him that respect, and I think everything flows from there. So yeah, if Jim and Martha were here, they would be talking about the book, you know, 
uh, respect and love, right? Love I mean, and just. Yes. I'm sorry? <laughs> love and respect. Love and respect. Thank you. Yeah. See, that's why they'd be talking about yeah. it instead of me, right? Um, yeah, but it's it's so important, right? Yes. And, and that isn't a subservient role. That's just one of. Um, of who takes the leadership role on and like the quarterback does on a basic uh, description I've seen is that, well, when they get out in the field, it's there's only one quarterback and everyone else knows their role. And then they can talk about it on the sidelines later. And uh, and I know that that you do that. Um, it probably also helps that the two of you are, are both runners. You're really active and you're 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 burning <laughs> off some of that steam as well. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay, Carrie, share with us, share with the audience your your vision statement because I love it in that, in its simplicity, it describes to both your internal and your external um, staff, and then your external um, patients. Anybody that sees it can knows why Bonham Dental Arts exists. Share it right. with us. Yeah, so our, our goal is changing lives through excellence in dentistry. Um, and we kind of we have kind of three parts that go with that. But um, the one obviously is improving the oral health and overall health of the community. Uh, the second part is um, fostering success in the lives of our employees and their families. Um, and then lastly is supporting Christian ministries uh, locally and, and abroad. Um, and so I feel that kind of encompasses the whole part of changing lives. I mean, hopefully we're, we're changing our patients' lives through through the through the great dentistry that they receive, but also like you know providing for our, our employees and their families and then and then uh, spreading the gospel of christ as well and is yeah. all of that explanation when somebody said well what does that mean but share it again th- yes. because i love the simplicity and it's what how right. many it's, words is that what changing lives through excellence in dentistry changing lives through excellence in dentistry and the fact is it's simple enough that anybody can oh they get it there's nothing long to memorize and uh, do a lot of work, obviously, as you know, uh, Carrie, with our C12 uh, members and, and helping them create uh, a, a, a brief and, and uh, a vision statement that just jumps off the page so that people right. know exactly why you exist. Well, well and as, as you know, I mean, we've had we had other ones previously that were yeah. longer and I, I couldn't remember them. So, you know, this <laughs> this was something that, you know, that I knew. But it also describes like what we do, too. And, and so I think it it makes it easy for me to see, for the staff, for patients to just kind of know what we're all about. So. Yeah, what we're all about. Yeah. Why do we get out of bed every morning? And it's uh, uh, that's that's exciting. Share with our audience. The um, some of the core principles, and usually we talk about having five or six, uh, but share those so that that someone that's sitting at a stoplight can go, oh, yeah, yeah. So um, integrity, honesty, um, you know, and those I, I think were important because you know dentistry is is tough sometimes. You know, the re- relationship with the doctor patient's really built on trust. So if we don't have that, you know, it. it we want the patients to feel comfortable with what we're doing. It's hard for them to know exactly what we're doing. Um, so I think that honesty, integrity is really important there. Um, excellence, uh, you know, as in our vision statements, you know, everything we do, we want to be with excellence. Obviously, the dentistry, excellence, but also just the way we treat people, the whole experience that they have, we want it to be excellent. Um, biblical principles, um, just kind of aligning, you know, ourselves with God's standard, I think is real important. Um, and then just building relationships because uh, we want that relationship, you know, with patients, um, you know, personally and, and then uh, hopefully even spiritually. So. I think what's exciting 
is that you you have shared in these core principles others call them core values but we know that values have changed over my lifetime for sure um, but that these core principles are the the very filter by which all of your staff get to make their decisions not only for you the two of you in your leadership uh, roles but a hygienist never has to wonder what would dr amy what would dr carrie say that i should do it's built on integrity and you know my story i had gone to a a dentist not too far away and i felt like uh going and getting my tires uh, repaired and they also wanted to sell me the shock absorbers and all the other things and i ended up coming to you folks because i just i heard heard great things about that your integrity and your honesty and uh, i just it's never been the same um coming to you folks it's always been based on these principles it's a it's an amazing uh it's amazing practice that you've created um and do you do you find that your staff has responded has this helped you these core principles and uh to, to understand that what they're doing for you? Yeah, it really has. I mean, we, we do talk about them a lot, and I think they um, realize, you know, when they're interacting with patients that that's kind of the guide they can they can go by. And so um, trying to do everything with excellence and trying to really, you know, we try to instill in them that, that we're here to, you know, serve the patient. So it's uh, really about, you know, doing what's best for the patient. Amy, is there anything there? Is it one of these words that has... Uh, as you've interfaced with your uh, patients or the staff that, that you've been surprised by their reaction to you know, any one of these, that they've just resonated uh, as they've um, uh, come in contact with your, with your uh, Bonham Dental Arts uh, business model? I think the biggest one is probably the, the excellence um, and integrity and I think um, a lot of patients um, you know they they really want to find a dentist that um, is going to tell them you know the truth and isn't gonna isn't gonna um, give them a false treatment plan or um, you know just want to have that honest relationship with them and somebody they can trust yeah and yeah, yeah. And, and know that your word is uh, is going to be good Today on Ministry in the Marketplace, we've been talking to Amy and Carrie Bonham about their journey as young parents and as dentists, as entrepreneurs, and serving as the stewards of God's business. And uh, let's get right back into that. Um, Let's get in, Carrie, let's look into how you describe your, your leadership role and and why you consider yourself as the steward of God's business and not the owner. Um, Share that a little bit, would you please? Uh, Yeah, so, um, you know, I mean, uh, I grew up, you know, wanting to be a a Christian in all areas of my life. But um, as I became a dentist and worked in the practice, I realized that there is kind of a difference of just being a Christian at work, but really actively using the business as a steward and using it as God's business, um, you know, where that is kind of my main ministry focus, where I can use that to um, do things that um, I wouldn't be able to w- without it, but that um, just God's 
put us in that position and, and we can use that to, to serve him. So you've been challenged. I know you have the Ten Commandments on the wall, and occasionally somebody will share that they're offended with that. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and, and so uh, you're, you're proud of your faith. You're proud of these core principles that you have. How do you how do you how do you explain to someone who says you know that has no place on a dentist wall for that? Uh, um, yeah. So you know, I mean, that's part of who we are, and it's part of part of what we do. And so I think that um, you know the Christian life that we live, it's going to be part of our practice. And just because that's, that's, that's who we are. So it kind of just, um, I think the way that God works is, is he works in all parts of your life. And that's just, that's an important part of our life. And it really, it really goes well. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, we've, we've had even like other Christians that we know ask, how can you have those you know, biblical principles or the Ten Commandments on your wall. How can you pray with your um, employees? How you know? And it, we say we're oh, it's okay. Like they think it's you know against the law or something. And uh, <laughs> um, I mean, it's Nothing it's our could own be business. Further from the truth, yes, right? and so it's right. I I want all Christians to know that yes, you can pray at work and you can pray with coworkers or employees and you can live out your faith and in you, the workplace. Now, Amy, you you actually have a prayer box on the on the counter. Mm-hmm. Right, as people are leaving, um, or as they arrive, the, the, it's sitting there, and you get people that that put par- prayer requests in there. Yes, and then your staff prays over those. Yep, yeah, we have a um a, our weekly meeting every Thursday, and we take those prayer requests, and we're praying for those patients or family members of patients by name, and those p- specific requests, and that's something that we do weekly, and. Uh, yeah, and we've got a really good response from patients, and then I, I think the employees uh, really, you know, they'll have things that patients have told them and we can pray about, and it just really makes a, a neat impact. So it's genuine, and this is, that's that's the the great thing that I love about Bonham Dental Arts is the authenticity um, of of your staff and, and you folks and, and what you're doing, so that they're, in C12, we like to talk about connecting the, the Sunday morning sermon with the Monday morning madness, <laughs> because mm-hmm. yeah. and, and trying to, to bring those together, and uh, if we can do that with integrity, honesty, excellence, and based on biblical principles, then building relationships sort of comes as an outcome of all of those, doesn't it? Um, so, Carrie, you've been a C12 member now for uh, four and a half years, and you've been on a growth journey. Uh, I, I think uh, that anyone in the audience... Uh, remembers when uh, a son or a daughter took over the company from their parents and there are just too many horror stories where <laughs> where that work ethic uh, hasn't you know isn't there when the when that uh, child takes over even if it's you know 30 years old or whatever age you were at the time um, so what what has the c12 experience and those you, you have, uh, in our group, we have uh, 12 um, folks sitting around the table. We meet for uh, seven hours, one day a month. People can't believe that a dentist can get out of their office and and take a full day to work on your business 
rather than what you're really good at, which is working in the business. So what has that experience meant to you? Well, well, yeah. When we first um, when we first took over the practice, it was right before we joined C12, and um, you know I was really pretty eager to to buy the practice and and kind of take over. Um, but it's kind of one of those things, you know. Be careful what you ask for, because yeah. you know it's a, yeah. you don't <laughs> it, know. It's, what you it's don't different know. when you you know doing it versus seeing it uh, before. But it's but it's really been a blessing um, for us, and I, I think it's been a blessing for my parents as well. Um, but there was a lot to learn. I mean, not just the, um, you know, responsibility. You think you kind of have an idea of it, but it's different when you're actually, you know, there and with that responsibility. Um, but then also, you know, the blessings, but then also what do we do with those blessings? Do we use them just for us or not? And so I think the the neatest thing about C12 is it's helped me in both those areas, uh, just learn, you know, business principles and really learn, um, business in general, but also, you know, how, how do we use it as a ministry? Um, you know, what, what do we do with those blessings? Uh, do we use them selfishly? Do we use them to bless others and, and things like that? So kind of on, on both aspects, it's really um, been a good growth and, and a, a, a neat way to, to learn those um, business things, but also spiritual things. Yeah, so we, the, the fact is we have uh, materials and curriculum every month, and they follow a theme from month to month. We, one builds upon the, uh, on, the, on the past one. And so what it, being with other men and women in, in the group, because there's a doctor, there's, there's a, an accounting uh, and uh, tax practice, uh, an insurance, and and uh, Brian with uh, who's just opening a brand new Culver's right. down on Park in uh, in a few months. So it's kind of a, a, a unique eclectic group. But so what is that? What what have those people meant to you? Coming even though they're coming from different businesses, how did they speak truth into into your life? Right. Well, it's great you know hearing the different stories that you know. Um, on one hand, business is business, so we're learning just things that we can apply to any business. But then, um, you know, we're also learning um, something that works well um, for ministry from someone else that then we can apply, or we're um, just sharing the journey with each other where we can really um, kind of learn from each other but also help teach each other. And it's a great—sometimes you're learning something, sometimes you're helping someone else, and it really just uh, gives you that camaraderie and that— um, you know, experience on the on the journey um, serving Christ. I, th- I think it was just recently you asked uh, other members for uh, perf- you were doing wanting to update your performance reviews with your employees, and and uh, I remember Saul uh, Pichon uh, of New Life Solutions was one of the first to to say, "Hey, here's what we're doing, here's what we're using," and then you can kind of you can adapt that. Yeah. So Amy, so here you are. He comes back each month, and and. Uh, how how have you seen Carrie grow as a, not only as a businessman but maybe even as a as a as a husband and a dad from from the the C12 experience so it is exciting every every month when he comes home from those C12 meetings and I get excited to hear what he's learned or or different um, principles that he's wanting to um, implement and a lot of the things that he's taking away from C12 are not only things that he can apply to the business, but also to our family and in using um, ministry or, you know, using um, um, our, our financial blessings to serve others and, and to apply to our children and to teach our children these biblical principles. And so I think it's an exciting time each month. And I, I see the excitement in him when he walks in the door. I can't wait to tell you what I, what I learned today at C12 or what, 
um, or or if there's something that we have been, you know, dealing with in the business and he'll say, oh, I, I got this advice from, you know, my, my fellow um, C12 members and this is, I think, something that we can implement in our practice. And so I think it's, it's yeah, twofold. Um, I've seen it helpful, not only in our business, but our home. And I've seen him just grow as a leader um, in, in our practice. And I've seen the staff just um, really respecting him as the leader um, and taking that over from his dad, which were pretty big shoes to fill. So, um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and, and so um, uh, knowing your dad, as I do, uh-huh. the fact is, and I know they're listening. So <laughs> I, I would just say that, that, Carrie has never brought home a dinosaur to put in the front yard, right? No. No. Okay. Okay. So, Leola, yeah, we can. We uh, we appreciate you. Um, okay. So, um, this may sound like a self-serving C12 commercial uh, request, but what would you say to that man or woman who is listening to you in their car today, and they want to run their business in a Christ-like manner, but like you? as they've taken it over, they aren't quite sure what that looks like. And, and as Amy, you said it so well, they've been told, yeah, you can't talk about about Christ and mm-hmm. your faith in the workplace. And and while there are some guidelines and we share those, uh, the fact that you can and you should, because the Bible says we, we must, right? right. Yes. And so, uh, so what would you say to that person? What has that, that C12 done for you to give you that 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 comfort you alluded to it a little bit, but I, yeah, I think that's one of the neatest things about C12 is because um, everyone's on a different part of the journey, and we have some that have been doing ministry in their business for years, and and um, really you know can be an example. Uh, but then we have others that that they feel like it lines up, but they're not sure how, and they come in and just you know start just how to implement uh, things, where or even just how to view it as a ministry, um, and. But once you do that, you see a, a tremendous growth, and and it's just uh, it's it's neat because we're all in different parts of the journey, but it's you know it really works well together, and it provides opportunity to to learn from others, and and uh, and this is a great atmosphere. Let's let's um, this section is coming to a, a close here. It says you know we we talk about in C twelve about being intentional as a kingdom business, one that's Christ centered, God honoring. And how are you folks intentional about your faith as a Christian leader in the business? You've spoken a little bit about it, um, because I'm assuming that your employees are of different faiths, or some might be seekers, but some really come to the workplace with with no faith at all, perhaps. So how do you do that? How have you how have you reached out to them? And we just got a, a minute left in this segment, but what? How do you do that? Well, uh, like Amy said, we we are pretty consistent with our our prayer time with employees, which I think has been neat for them. You know, praying for others, and then we pray for them during the time too, so they know that they're cared for. Um, we've done different video based Bible studies at different times, and that's just allowed them to to feel open to talk about different things. Um, and then the the ministry we do for uh, for the patients, I think, is impactful. I know we had one employee just say it was neat that. You know, that's a, a strong believer in saying it's neat to see somebody running a business as a Christian business or a kingdom business that, um, you know, is, is really trying to minister to others. Um, tell us uh, about that that concept of using um, a chaplaincy program, and you folks use um, ministry and uh, um, marketplace, marketplace chaplains USA, marketplace chaplain USA, and they have a they have both a male and a female 
chaplain that come in on a on a weekly basis, check in with your folks, never imposing on on uh, on them, but as they the people have time. So, what has that meant for you folks? It's been really neat. They um they do come in every week, so the staff really gets to know them and get to build a relationship with them. Um, and they're constantly, you know, asking to pray for things. Um, but then also we've had um, some uh, employees' family or, uh, you know, that have been hospitalized, and they've visited them at the hospital. Um, even out of state, we've had it. Um, they can connect with other chaplains out of state. Um, and then we've had other tough times that employees have gone through, and they know that that service is in place, and they, they have 24-7 access to it, so they can always have somebody to talk to if, um, you know, if they need, if they need to. It's really been a great ministry to them and, and their families. And I remember in the beginning, it's it, you know, you, the, the chaplains tell you just be patient because people. It's all about building trust, right? I mean, they they get to, but they get to know them. It's right. always the same two, male and female, and so they can pick whichever person that they feel comfortable with and they build a relationship with, which goes back to one of your core principles of building relationships uh, based on biblical principles. Um, so you've also used this even for, um, for a patient. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, and, and that's the neat thing. I mean, they're willing to, you know, minister to any, anyone that's connected with your business. So we've had, um, patients that have been in the hospital and they've gone by to visit them. And so it's, it gives us more opportunity because either things that either, you know, employees or patients may not be comfortable talking about with us or, just things that we can't physically do, like you know, the, all the hospital visits and stuff like that, it, or even out-of-state stuff. It, it just gives a lot of opportunity to, to really um, you know, spread the ministry to, to others. So, again, we, we said that you have people of different faiths or little faith, and how, how has that been received, Damien? What has that been like by—because you haven't imposed this on anyone. They can—some people just say hello, and then they—you know, and, and others— um, find that there's a time that they that they they just they they need to share or have somebody to listen to because of a, whatever it is a troubled marriage whatever it is. Honestly, I think that's the biggest thing we find with both patients and staff is anytime they're going through something difficult, whether it's a diagnosis of a cancer for a family member or a death of a family member um, or anything really, they're seeking and they're seeking for something. And for those um, patients or employees that aren't saved. Um, they are seeking it, and that's when they're most receptive to it. And yeah. um, I mean, and they are able to speak with those chaplains, and it's confidential, so it's nothing that the chaplains come back to us and share anything. We don't know, but we know that they're using the services and that they're seeking in those times, and um, that's the best time to really share your faith. So Yeah, and that's neat. And, and there are things that they won't go to the owners right. and share, but that they will go and share with uh, a chaplain, somebody that cares about them, and and these aren't folks that are are, are beating uh, with a Bible to, to you know convince somebody to become a a Christ follower, but they're they're just there just for casual caring, caring for people. It's kind of like being in the studio here, right? <laughs> yeah. It's just a casual among thousands of people out there. Well, um, as we come to the end of uh, the I Work for Him show. I wanna I wanna thank you for uh, for listening, um, and when you get home today, check out the iworkforhim.com site. Um, 
please take uh, time to go to the website and, uh, and, and look what would it mean if you started to pray for your uh, fellow workers, um, for your employees and your, your ownership. Uh, please consider join, uh, joining the I Work For Him Nation. And uh, I trust that you've been challenged by the Bonham story today and that in some way that you too are going to integrate your faith into your specific role at work, whatever that might be. The fact is that our workplace is our mission field, and our mission field may be the, it may be the opportunity to, to introduce somebody and to just give them a glimpse uh, of this Jesus that you follow. Uh, because you may be the only Jesus that they ever see. You've been listening to I Work For Him, and I am your guest host, Ross Harrop. I'm a Christ follower. My workplace is my mission field. And yes, I do work for him. Let's connect next on June the 2nd.